for clocking in to Becoming a Better Nurse podcast. I'm Rebecca. And Aaron. Together, we like to offer ideas, conversations, and solutions to help educate, elevate, and empower nurses. Two days ago, I'm at work, and I get a call from my daughter. She knows not to call me at work, and I don't answer it. And I tell her, I text her, I say, Reagan, you know my work. I can't answer the phone. What do you need? I get a response. I get a text picture of a bloody hand. And she tells me in the text that her boyfriend cut his hand and he's puking and he feels sick. Is there anything that he should do? So, of course, I'm thinking to myself, I have a million questions in my head. What can I do? What is? What does he need? What happened? What did he get? All these things come through my head. Why? Because I'm a nurse. And why is she asking me? Because I'm a nurse. And you go to think, why do people always seem to ask you your opinion on other people's issues? And that's because we're nurses. We don't stop being nurses even when we're out of work. It just is automatic. I have a million stories of people that have come up to me and asked me my opinion, asked me if I have meds, asked me about certain doctors or about procedures or about diseases my whole life. I used to not like being asked questions like that. It bothered me and it made me feel like I was on the spot and it, it kind of made me nervous to give my opinion out. But now I actually don't mind it. And in fact, I feel kind of flattered because people trust my opinion and they, they seem to um, respond to what I'm telling them, which makes me feel better about my advice. Yeah, you have to be a nurse outside of work, and sometimes that could be a little bit frustrating because you're trying to relax and mind your own business, and then you know people are people are bothering you. <laughs> I don't want to be bothered outside of work. <laughs> well, that's just me. I have a really um, standoffish personality. Sometimes I'm kind of like a cat. You know, when I want to be loved, I'll be loved, and then when I want to be left alone, I'll be left alone. The day next, the day after, Reagan came up to me, and apparently he wasn't feeling too well. Her boyfriend. So we FaceTimed, and I had a look at his hand, and his hand did not look good, man. I don't know what they did over at, at wherever he went and they stitched him up he was still bleeding it looked kind of dirty like like maybe he didn't wash his hands it was terrible anyways i had to be nurse for a couple for uh, a good minute or two <laughs> and i think my mood got the best of me i i was probably a little bit irritated and it came out like that um when i first started doing this and people were asking me questions when I first got out of nursing school I was so I thought it was the coolest thing like oh they're coming to me let me answer these questions but now after like 15 years I'm like uh, yeah I'll just I'll give them the black and white answer I'm frustrated I'm irritated but but I, you know in my heart it's like I gotta I gotta do what's best and, and give them give them what they need I'm actually the opposite I was very I did not like it people coming to me and asking me any advice or opinions. It made me nervous. I felt like I, I needed to give them a spot on answer and a lot of stuff I didn't know. I only knew what I knew. I, only the, the things I had seen and the things I had learned. And um, there were so many questions and you know, you're know you used to being in the hospital. You need diagnostic tests. You need diagnostic CAT scans. You need all kinds of diagnostic things. So it was really hard for when people would ask you, what do you think this rash is or what do you think this bump is? And I'm like, I don't know. They pulled their pants and I show you their testicle. What do you think this rash is <laughs> yeah. over here? Huh? Can you and look? It made me Can upset. Can you feel it for me? Yeah, it would upset me. I, I wanted to help them, but I just didn't feel comfortable. But now I'm the opposite of you because now I feel I've got 20, 20 something years under my 
belt with nursing and I've got I've seen and experienced a lot more especially with my kids I know what a broken bone and I you know I have a little bit more assessment um, skills and I've seen more so I feel a little bit more confident I still don't I and I also know I also know what to say in the sense that you need to get that checked out by a doctor you need to go to the hospital I give them my standard answer too is if it was my child this is what I would do but I'm not you're not my you're they're not my kid that's always so a that's key what, that's a key thing to say you know, you have to say, if I were you or if you were my kid, you, this is what I would do. Because you don't want to tell people what to do. Um, a yeah. lot of people will probably never do what you tell them to do. And so you have to say, if I were you or this and that, and then give them your expertise. But still, people will do what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, how many times yeah. at, in the hospital do you give people your opinion that, you know, nobody asked you for your opinion, but you're taking care of these patients and you're telling them, hey, you know what, well, you should probably quit smoking. Or, hey, you know what, well, you should probably do this, <laughs> you should probably do that. And then guess what? A week later, you come back in for the same issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, even even um, Reagan's boyfriend didn't listen to your advice. You said, I would go to the urgent care oh and get God, that looked this at. Kid, this, this needs kid. to be redressed. And I told him, to I'm be like, I'm like I went, maybe some antibiotics, and he didn't even go. He hasn't gone yet. No. So he definitely hasn't it's taken been a couple advice. of days. So I, t- so I just what I told him. I said, hey, you know what? If you were my kid, I'd be taking you to the urgent care clinic today. I wouldn't waste any time. Yeah. And then an hour later, uh, you know, get off the phone. And an hour later, I'm like Reagan. So, that he, what is he gonna do? Is he setting go? And Reagan's like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> and then I ask her several hours later. So, is what's going on with him? She's like, I don't know. He's not texting me. I don't know. <laughs> and then to, uh, the day after, I'm like, so did he go to the clinic? She's like, I don't know. He's saying that he's probably going to, maybe. <laughs> and then a day later, I'm like, so what's going on? And she's like, oh, he says he has a doctor's appointment on Monday. That was today. And right? I'm like, face slap. <laughs> Jesus, man! Why don't it, it just it just frustrates me because you know you're trying to help somebody out, but you don't want to force. And they come to you for yeah, advice. and they come to you. So why are you coming to me for help? That's like the worst thing. Like people yeah. come for you to help, and you try and give them the best advice, your expert advice, and guess what? They don't take it. Yeah. I'm like what the? Mm. Yeah. Anyways, it's frustrating. There's different stages too with this whole nursing thing outside of work. I mean, sometimes you think you know the answers, and then as you start working more and more, you realize that. Things aren't as black and white as you think they are, and you tend not to give too much advice because, you know, one thing you think could be a completely different thing. You know, sometimes people come to me for a headache, and I just think the worst possible thing because I used (laughs) to work in neurocritical care, so I think headache, oh crap, subarachnoid hemorrhage, you better take your ass to the hospital. (laughs) You scare people and they start (laughs) getting this look on their face. Well, I did that one time with the, my ex-sister-in-law, and she came to me with this bump on her leg, and I'm like, I really don't know, and I'm throwing out all this stuff, and then I thought, maybe you got a blood clot in her eyes, just like, yeah. what? You and I'm like, it, it's probably not that, it's probably not that. <laughs> and then sometimes you're right. I mean, remember that one time I we went yeah. to a, a gymnastics retreat with Reagan, mm-hmm. and her coach came to us and talked to us about, I think her friend or her sister had issues with her stomach, and the way she was describing it, and you gave her some advice. She's like, she's probably gonna need a CT scan, and if it's and if it's this, she has a history of this um, this loop bowels, it might be that again. And guess what? Guess what happened the next day? All that happened, and she came to you. And you're like, you know what? The advice you gave me was actually pretty accurate. And you know, sometimes you feel good about it. But, you know. I, I have a bad story about that when I I felt good about my advice, but it was a sad situation. It was a lot. My, this was the first time I knew I was getting things, and that was my, um, I had an old aunt, and uh, my it was my, my mother-in-law's sister, and she 
told me she would have in trouble with her bowels and that she'd been feeling bloated. And I just had this thought in my head. I'm like, she probably needs to go see the doctor because she probably might, she has some sort of um, blockage. She can't poop and she's feeling bloated. It's either, it's either stool or a tumor. I hate to say it. And my mother-in-law actually took me seriously and called her aunt and um, they took her to the doctors and she, lo and behold, she did. She had a uterine tumor that had grown to her bowel and she died like within (gasps) months. That's and I sad. was like, holy shit. But I felt like, oh my God, I actually was right. So that, and what I said was, she needs to go to the doctor. I didn't tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. I was just like, she needs to go see her doctor. So and where, it was kind where of are a, we, where are we going with this? Because you're listening to these stories and. <laughs> well, I'm saying, what I'm saying is um, you're going to, you're going to come in contact with people all the time that are going to ask you an advice or ask you your opinion, yep. or you're going to be at a party that happened to me. And someone bumps their head and they're going to say, you're a nurse. Can you can you check on them, please, and see, make sure that they're okay? I'm at a wedding. My grandma fell. Rebecca, you're a nurse. Can you check her knee out and make sure it's okay? It will happen. Trust me, it will happen. And you need to be confident and comfortable with telling people what you feel or what you think. If you're not comfortable, you need to say it. Yeah. If you are comfortable, take, take charge. But... There's always a 911 call you can make or a comment to say you need to go to the doctors and get that checked out. I would. And then leave it at that. That's what we're saying. If you're not confident, just say, you know, you can say you don't know. I've plenty of times people have asked me questions and I say, I I really don't know. Yeah. And I think you should probably do this and that. Like, you know, go to the doctor. You you can't know everything. I mean, (laughs) every complaint you're thinking, well, it could be this, it could be that. And that's what doctors do too. They're like, well, it could be this, it could be that. And they don't really know until they scan you, do blood work. So, you know, it's a very minuscule information you have you know we're not we're not Sherlock Holmes we don't know the answers unless um, we do our due diligence with with everything else besides just whatever you're complaining about because it could be really anything yeah like I had a friend whose daughter hit her head and she had a pretty deep cut on her head and um, she asked me if she needed stitches and I said well to tell you the truth I wouldn't do that for my kid but I know you guys and I know you and your children and I would go get I would go to the doctors and so they did and they stitched her up they stitched her up and they were they felt much better about it but I never would have done that with my kids they were fine now if it's on the face or if it's deep enough yeah I would but this one was pretty superficial and I wouldn't have done anything so um, but you get confident knowing that over time and you see as you see certain injuries and certain wounds and certain things happen but I do wonder if it's a part of a personality trait because I know before I became a nurse I you know I wanted to help people now I always, you know, I always went out of my way to to try and do what I can to 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 help people, even though sometimes it wasn't within my capacity. So I don't know if that translates into being a nurse, and maybe that's what drove me into becoming one. I don't know if it's that's a possibility. You know, so people really like to help. Maybe I always try to help. If someone asks me for their advice, yes, I for sure want to help. I feel bad when I can't help, and. Of course, I say I wish I could help, but I, I'm sorry. I don't know. Someone will ask me about a doctor. I don't make them up. I say, oh, this doctor's good, and I don't hold back if somebody isn't good. I'd say I would go to another. I would go to another doctor <laughs> oh, because man. I've learned over time. It's there's nothing wrong with telling them to get a second opinion. I don't tell them that they're bad because that's bad karma in my opinion. But I definitely say, well, I would get a second opinion, and that way you you can get it out there. I mean, I mean, your nurse friends ask you sometimes what yeah. you think of certain doctors, and you're pretty honest with them. I mean, with the nurses, we're, we know when doctors are good and when doctors are bad, yeah. and we know if they have good good bedside manner or not. They're really smart, or if they're you know assholes, and because we have such a, a, a network of nurses, we we're usually tend to be pretty honest with what we think about 
certain doctors. Yeah. We're going to give you our opinions. Yeah. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a little caveat, too, about being a nurse outside of work. It doesn't pertain to your family and kids, (laughs) your immediate family and kids. I don't know about you guys, but when your kids get hurt, do you just say, okay, you'll be fine and, like, run off? And you just are, you know, the kids, your kids will be the last kids in the ER ever. (laughs) Yeah, you roll your eyes. Your husband's sick. Oh, get over it. I got stuff to do. (laughs) Yeah. Unless you're dying, we don't really care. (laughs) Unless you're dying or bleeding out of your eyes, you're not going to go to the emergency (laughs) room. (laughs) For real. We'll we'll, we'll figure out a way. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But are you? Yeah. (laughs) There's also been times where I see like accidents happen and I've gotten out before and helped some people because I was like the first one there or just the one who witnessed it. And then I just wait for the paramedics to show up. I don't try not to do too much. I remember some guy... I uh, fell off the motorcycle, and I had to make sure he stayed on the ground just in case he had any type of you know uh, spinal issues. And then when the EMS or the paramedics came in, which was really, actually really quick, I was surprised how quick it was. Uh, he hit the he hit the, whatever he hit he hit something, fell. I got out. My adrenaline was pumping, so I was trying to do as much as I can for him. Um, with my adrenaline pumping but everything seems so quickly and then the paramedics came in like i don't know less than five minutes it was the craziest thing the turnaround time but um you know sometimes you're pulled to help people in situations like that but i I clearly remember that that happened like what six years ago or something like that I just feel that as a nurse, we have this expertise and you don't have to advertise it. I don't advertise I'm a nurse ever. People just know you are over time and they just come to you. But if you're comfortable in advertising it, great. Because believe me, you, like I said, you will get, you will get um, approached and people will ask you your opinion on everything. And you just, you know, have to... You, if you feel ready, that's great. Um, I don't ever advertise it. And in fact, sometimes I'm in the grocery store and if I'm in a hurry and I see someone on oxygen and a walker, I might walk around them. And I know that's <laughs> mean to say, but I'm like, I don't have time to stop and do this shit. I got to go. So oh, I don't want, I don't want to wait. But other times, like Aaron said, you see something happen and you just feel like, you know, you, you might not be able to help, but just knowing that you're there, it does, it does help the EMS. You, you will get in the way when they're working because, but just having you around it, I've, I've talked to some EMTs too, and they, they just like that there's another medical person around and that just in case, um, something happens. I mean, you would go to your friend who's, let's say your friend's a plumber or an electrician, you would go to them for advice on household products or household issues that you're having issues, you know, you're having issues with. So why wouldn't somebody come up to you? Uh, with nursing or healthcare issues, if, if yeah. they knew your your healthcare nurse. Speaking of the uh, people with the oxygen, and you walk around them, is it just me? And I don't want to be rude, so fair warning. Actually, you know what? Nah, I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna be professional, Aaron, today. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to hear about it, what I have to say, come find me. A if you can find me. Rare moment. Yeah, of I'll hold my tongue for for, for once. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna be asked a lot about nursing issues, healthcare issues, because you're a nurse. And if people find out you're a nurse, they're definitely gonna come to you. They're gonna be like, they're gonna think you're their little doctor. You're a personal nurse. That you can can take care of them. And sometimes you can, sometimes there's issues that you can definitely take care of. um, And they will probably be very grateful. And then sometimes there's issues like, oh, this is above my pay grade. Well, my ex-father-in-law, my mother, ex-mother-in-law and father-in-law called us one morning at like 5 a.m. And 5 a.m.? 5 a.m. Hold on. Before you answer this, was it a very serious call? Yes. 
Oh, it was, okay. she called and my ex would answer the phone and be like, what's up? Because no one ever calls at 5 a.m. for something good, right? Right. So um, the, my ex-father-in-law gets on the phone and he's jarbled speech like he can't make any sense. And his mother gets you know on the phone and says, Stroke. he fell, he fell, you got to help us come get him out of bed. And I said, is that your dad trying to talk? And he go. My ex says, "I don't know, but they, they said he fell." I need to be. I said, "You need to call nine one one. Tell her to call nine one one. We'll still come over, yeah. but tell them to call nine one one right now. Get right. off the phone." Yep. He had a stroke. Oh man, he woke up like that. He woke up like that. Oh shit! What time do you go to bed? I'm Eight asking because I'm a stroke nine coordinator. Nine o'clock. Ten o'clock that night. Oh, so he's so, outside. Yeah, he's he outside <laughs> the window. He had. He he had a stroke and it was poor guy. Was but that was the thing. I you knew you knew what to do and that that's why those things like altered speech or you know yeah, you just know the you signs. just know the signs and that's definitely going to help well if you're around it you know 20, if you're around it because you're in, in that, that's your profession you see it all the time of course you're going to have the upper hand when it mm-hmm. comes to that you know people they call you like what do we do they're really asking you because they have no clue what to do mm-hmm. it's so you know it makes me wonder man our community needs way more help and education because those are emergency situations that you should just be like automatic. Well, we're trying. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. Um, when my grandfather was dying, I remember my family would call me for like to ask me certain things, and he was um, look at me when my grandfather was dying. And we know he, I knew he was dying, but he, he was suffering from cancer. I don't know what my family thought, and maybe they were hopeful, and maybe I was hopeful too. But there were, you know they would call me a lot of times asking me questions about certain things, and I just I just kind of felt that he he was not going to get better. Um, but sometimes you just don't want to say certain things. Um, oh, you want to protect the family? Yeah. I'm past that, but I do it nicely. I say things like, you should probably think of ways that you can make him comfortable. Um, I think of things like, you know, you should probably um, have a, a plan for when he goes. You know, mm. and, I make, and I make little... Um, That's probably the approach you should have taken because I think we were just keeping him in the hospital, hopefully... hopefully Hoping that he would uh, take a turn, and um, maybe we should have just opted for more of a comfort approach. But I still think about it, and it, it does bother me. And even even sometimes with your closest relatives and the people that are that are just not doing too well, you you know, sometimes things switch. You know, it's not just all logic; it's emotional. Yeah, people look to you for your family in particular. Look to you for a lot of those subtle hints and subtle um, answers that like my grandpa was dying and we didn't they didn't know how long it was going to take and so they look to you for your expertise and you tell them well there's these signs to look for you you know you tell i don't have a crystal ball but you know these are the signs i look for if i was taking care of another patient and you try to keep the personal out of it for a moment so that you can at least prepare them so um those all those things help I, i think I think being a nurse outside of work is just an extension of your work and the fact that I love being a nurse is very um, helpful in that for me in that all those situations because I really do enjoy my job yeah um, sorry go ahead that's it so you know what I'm, what's interesting and what makes me wonder now that you mentioned that that yeah like sometimes I do get irritated and sometimes I do get annoyed with certain questions that I'm being asked but you know what at the end of the day it's part of your legacy because you might be able to help somebody that you might be able to help somebody who's in need 
and they have nobody else to go to. So, You're their hero. After, yeah, that could be an extension of of your work, of your legacy. Uh, you know, of you leaving something else behind in this world. And maybe they can take that with them. So it's really, you know, it's really interesting. So sometimes in, in my moods where I get irritated or annoyed, I need to think about what's the ultimate goal. What's the better way to approach this? And maybe it's just um, just shutting my emotions down and just being as selfful as I can, you know, because sometimes people really do need help. They just don't know how to ask for it and they don't care by my mood. They just want to, you know, look for an answer. Yeah. Most people do. You're going to get, you know, you, you might get people droning on and on and on about their health problems and that's pretty annoying. But for the most part, you can get out of those situations at the end of the day because they're not always going to be in your life. But you will, you will get ant questions guaranteed. You will be asked solutions guaranteed. You will be asked. You might even be asked if you have samples of medications, <laughs> which you won't. But you tell them go to their doctor. <laughs> I think also um, if you know that there's an issue or a situation where you just can't answer the question, or it's just above your pay grade. You have to be honest with yourself and honest with them and let them know that that's something that you cannot handle. I mean, I had a family member who was asking me questions and anyways, he's he's got mental issues, he's got psych issues, and he's schizo and he was uh, pretty much texting me randomly during the days, every other day, and it just came to a point where I was like, you know what, I, I really can't help you. And only a, a professional, I mean, I'm a professional, but I mean, <laughs> we're talking about a psych professional. Yeah. I'm like. So I, you know, and Rebecca helped me out tremendously with this, and she's like, you know, we need to tell him that we really can't help him. He needs to seek professional help, whether it's a therapist or than that. And it's, and honestly, that's the most honest thing you can do, and the most loving thing you can do with somebody when you can't help them yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to be honest with your, with them, and with yourself, and say, hey, you know what, I can't do this. I can't do, I can't do what I want to do for you, but I know these people, X Y Z, professional X Y Z can help you in the situation but you need to be strong enough and vulnerable enough to seek that help because if you're coming to me I, I it's not going to be the same you know yeah it's very i mean we won't even talk about the times where you don't want to tell people you're a nurse because you want to um be like a fly on the wall or something like that yeah. but <laughs> for the most part it works out time to clock out thanks for listening if you like what you hear please hit the like button and subscribe stat Follow us on Instagram. You can find us on Becoming a Better Nurse. Until next time.